wonder if there's anyone out there right now that wants a fresh touch of God, a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I wonder if anyone out there is, is sick of only experiencing God on a Sunday morning. Someone who wants more, someone who wants to be more intimate with God and have more of a relationship with Him. I wonder if there's anyone out there like that listening to this. Because if that's you, this may be the podcast for you. You know, today I want to talk about something that's so life-changing. Something that like, that when, when I tell you this, it's literally going to change the way you think. It's going to change your life. Uh, it's going to change your, your day-to-day routine, I hope, I pray. But I'm going to talk about the most important place in the world. The only place in Scripture where the Bible says that God lives on earth. I know, it's pretty crazy, hey? It's pretty full on. <laughs> but it's the secret place where God dwells. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, the literal location of where he is. And um, unfortunately, guys, I don't want to start it off on a low note, but, but it's, it's, unfortunately it's true, but it is so, we so uh, sparingly go there. Some of us don't even go there at all, let alone, you know, the couple times a year we actually want to be religious, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> coming out of the gate, convicting straight off. But it's it's such an important place because it's a place where we find peace, refuge, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You know, we find uh, intimacy with God, uh, our rekindling of that passion in us. The fire of God literally gets released when we're in the secret place. But unfortunately, like I was saying, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is heartbroken because the church doesn't go there. When when do you really hear, apart from the occasional worship song, when someone talks about the secret place in church? I don't think, I, I can't even remember the last time, you know, that I've heard any any preacher talk about the secret place. It's been a long time. And it, and it is so sad. And it is literally breaking the Holy Spirit's heart. You know, the greatest tragedy, you could say, of Christianity, modern-day Christianity, is the sin of neglect. You know, and I'm, I'm feeling convicted just saying this to you. We go about living our lives. Man, I feel so convicted. <laughs> we go about living our lives as if God doesn't even exist. You know, none of us would ever admit that. Of course not, because we know. But we, the way we live is literally as if God's not there watching. You know, we, we neglect his power. We neglect his presence. We neglect things like fasting and prayer, revival, um, getting into the word, deliverance. Like, we neglect all of that. We, we just pretty much act like we talk about it sometimes, you know. Like, some churches do, uh, you know, a Daniel fast altogether. And we talk about it, but but it's not a once-a-year thing. It shouldn't be a once-a-year thing. It's something that we should be doing all the time, regularly. And not for weight loss, <laughs> not intermittent fasting, but spiritual fasting. 
where we're sacrificing in order to grow closer to God and more intimate. You know, God is calling us there. God's calling us to the secret place to worship Him. You know, Hebrews 2 says, How can we escape this damnation if we neglect such a great salvation? And salvation is so much more than just a prayer of asking God into your heart of, or of accepting Him as your Savior. It's so much more than that, guys. I think we kind of uh, take for granted what salvation actually is. You know, we take it as, uh, yeah, you pray once in your life and then you go into heaven and it's all good. It's all good from there. God's got it. We can live however we want to. You know, we can neglect and his power and we don't have to, you know, you don't have to go that far. You don't have to go into the secret place. You don't have to fast. You don't have to do all this other stuff. You just go, you know, we, we have that mindset because of the modern day church. Unfortunately, it's sad. It's not good. It's sad. But God's called us to go after him. We've got to stop listening. <laughs> this might offend some people, but we've got to stop listening to those religious people, you know, those those keyboard Christians, you know, to these people that you discourage this kind of stuff, that don't talk about it, you know, those, you've got to stop, you know, so many people will tell you, oh, yeah, you don't have to go that far, it's all good, you, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, you know, God, once you're saved, you're always saved, you know, those people that are trying to pull you away from this intimate things of God, those people aren't going to be standing with you on Judgment Day. You know, they're not the ones that are calling you to something greater. God is. And His glory was never meant to fade. You know, people talk about, um, you know, like the honeymoon phase. You know, I'm sure anyone who's been in a relationship understands <laughs> that most of them go through a honeymoon phase, right? So it basically just means that... Everything's all good. You let things slide. You're really happy all the time. There's no arguing or fighting and stuff like that, you know. But um, which is great. But but passion for God was never meant to have a honeymoon phase. You know, too many of us go to youth conferences or or different revival meetings and stuff, and we're just on fire for God for about three days, and then once we go back to work, we slip straight back into it. <laughs> we slip straight back into our old selves and it's not good and some people you know some people say oh you know oh he's really passionate now but uh now give him a few years of being walking around the earth and then he's um, gonna lose it all that's not right that's literally speaking death to people spiritually death to their passion for god it was never meant to fade you were never meant to get burnt out you know the whole point of, of having that intimate relationship with God is to be refreshed and replenished, man. Because this life is not easy, especially right now. Everybody can relate to that. It is so hard to look up and be like, yeah, God is still good. It is so hard to do that because we all we see is just, it's just crap on the, on the news, on social media. You know, we feel so burnt out. How do we even have the motivation to, to continue going on for God? We need to be refreshed and replenished in the secret place. That is the only way. You know, too many of us are walking around burnt out and spiritually dead. You know, we, we really, you know, maybe you're looking at, uh, you know, a freshly born again person who's super passionate and you just, you look at them and you go, man, I remember when I used to be like that. 
<laughs> but I just want to say that it is not God's will for us to ever lose that, to to walk around and and be a shadow of our former, you know, passionate self, our our when we were freshly born again, or when we last experienced a touch of God. You know, when we last experienced the Holy Spirit moving with miracles happening and deliverance happening, but we we go. We look back on that and we go, oh man, that was so good. I wish we still had that. But you can get, you can literally get that. You don't have to be looking back and going, I wish that would happen again, God. You can literally go to this secret place to get it. You don't let the world discourage you from that. And don't let its events, don't let religious people who don't even have intimate relationships with God, try to tell you otherwise. They you know, try to clip your wings and tell you that you're going to calm down one day. Don't let them tell you that because that is not at all God's will. That is not who God wants us to be. We have to be in the secret place and be refilled by the Holy Spirit. So guys, I've got some good news, okay? <laughs> if you're still listening... <laughs> If you're not feeling too convicted, but I can't help you out because I am too. <laughs> this is not preaching at you. This is, I'm preaching with you right now. The good news is that there is literally a guaranteed way to get into the secret place, to get into God's presence. Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, but when you pray, go into your room. Let me say that again, okay? Because he doesn't say, but if you pray. You know, like some other people might tell you. But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And he will reward you openly. I don't know if you caught that, but pray to your father who is in the secret place. He's not going to meet you there once you get there. He's not like an unreliable friend who's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes, but they've just woken up. Yeah, that's not God. God's already there. He's literally there. Jesus himself said it. He did not say, God's going to go there after you're already there. He'll meet you there. You might have to wait a couple of minutes. You know? No, he's literally dwelling there waiting for you. He's already waiting. All you have to do is go there. You know, the Bible says many times that Jesus went away to be with God. Yeah, he didn't he didn't uh he didn't pray in a group, you know, of, of, of your friends just to just to um I don't know, get close to God altogether, but kind of pray for stuff and which is awesome and obviously we do need to be doing that one hundred percent. But how do we how can we build that faith? If we don't even have a prayer life personally, you know, Jesus went to be with God. He went to the secret place. He literally, that's literally what it's saying. He went away to be with God. He went away to the secret place to be with God. So if Jesus did it, then we so need to as well. I don't know how you could even argue that. You know, once we get that revelation, we don't need to wander aimlessly anymore, guys. We don't need to be spiritually dead anymore. We can go boldly to where the Father dwells. So you might have some questions, right? But I've got some questions too. I want to know, why is it that we keep God waiting? You know, we pray so much about 
um, when, when we're in a time of need. You know, we pray, oh God, come show up. But he's already in the secret place waiting for us. You know, it's, it's good to pray that, of course. It's good to invite him in and pray for that. But he's already there. Now, if I know that he's already in a place waiting for me to come, why would I say, God, please come here, when I could literally go and know he's already dwelling there? You know, he's literally sitting waiting for us. And how many of us, when was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you went into the secret place and prayed? You know, it's not often, man. It's not often for anyone. And it should be. It needs to be. How many times are we going to let God wait on us and stand him up? How long is he going to get stood up by us? You know, how long are we going to be that unreliable date that no-shows God and then expects him to bless us and provide for us? You know, we don't even go to him where he's waiting. We don't even go and meet him while he's waiting there for us. He's like, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. They're going to come. It's all good. I, I love them. I want to spend time with him. It's all good. They're coming. And we stand him up. And then we need money. Or we need this. We need that. We need a new car. We need a house. And we're like, God, come on. Like, do your thing. Like, how bad is How slack is that? Man, I feel convicted by that, eh? So how do we get into the secret place? Obviously, it's a spiritual location. In case you hadn't realized that it's a spiritual location. It's not a natural one. So all we have to do is obviously we can get it from anywhere. We can, we can access it from anywhere. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You don't need to be vaccinated. You don't need, a, you don't need money. You don't need a passport. You can literally go there, access it from anywhere. How cool is that? How sick is that? It's so awesome. You know, Jesus said all we have to do in that in, in Matthew 6, 6 is shut the door. Go into your room. And when you shut the door, pray to your father who is in there. And he'll reward you openly. So all you've got to do is shut the door. But I just said it's spiritual, right? So what does that actually mean? Excuse me. What does that actually mean to you? Because you can physically shut a door. But, but you know, how many of us know that there's way more distractions when you walk into any room in your house? You've got your phone with you. You might have the TV on. You've got your laptop. You're getting emailed, messaged, called. You know, all of a sudden, as soon as you want to go into the secret place and start being intimate with God and praying to Him and, and talking to Him and listening to Him, you know, everybody wants to all of a sudden, oh, hey, let's catch up. I'll give you a call. Oh, come out and let's catch up. You know what I mean? So we need to shut that off too. It is so important. It's so crucial to shut that spiritual door because something happens when you deliberately go and say, I am shutting off everything, God, and I will only be with you. I will give you my undivided attention. I won't be that slack unreliable date that stands you up anymore i'm gonna be there with you i will spend time with you and i will only focus on you i'll shut everything off you know how we have to be that bold because stuff happens when we shut the door and have the intention of seeking god stuff happens man he moves he's not going to make you do all the work it's not a strenuous exercise that you have to do to be able to work you don't have to work to be able to get into the secret place. He's there. He's waiting for you to go. All you have to do is shut the door. That's it. 
So, of course, let's not think of a natural door when we say that, but let's, let's think of a spiritual door. You know, I pray that we would just, just have an overwhelming hunger to be in the secret place, to be intimate with God. Because we can't substitute. We cannot, you cannot afford in this day and age to substitute spending time with God. Because that's it. How are you going to survive? If you don't have an intimate relationship with God, when we lose that secret life of prayer that we should all have, every great leader has a secret life of prayer. Some don't. We've seen plenty of them fall. Those people didn't have a secret life of prayer. They may have started it, and God got them their ministry. He blessed them with money. He blessed them with provision. But they lost that. And you know what happens when we lose that? When we lose our secret life of prayer, we fall into a secret life of compromise. Because the devil's not just going to let that slide. He's going to make sure to distract you in any way he can. And pull you into compromise. We all know about compromise. We talked about it in the first episode. When we lose that secret life of prayer, we will fall into a life of compromise. There is a that is the only other thing to fill the gap, is compromise. It is literally crucial, guys. It is crucial to your life to not only frequent the secret place, but to dwell there with God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray right now that you would just come and touch everybody listening to this, God. I pray that you would stir that hunger in them. Jesus, you know what it was like to go to the secret place. You went so many times. You're up there with God right now. You know how crucial it is. You told us all we have to do is go into our room, go into the secret place, shut the door, and he is there and he will reward you openly. So Jesus, I pray that you would just give everybody listening to this the revelation that they need to be in the secret place with you frequently, dwelling in there. Give them the revelation, God. Stir that hunger in them, an undeniable hunger that they literally cannot quench but by being in the secret place with you, God. I pray you just touch them. I know that as soon as they get into that secret place, God, that you'll bless them. I pray that they would come in with open minds and they would listen to what you're telling them. That you would just, that they would just know that you are there, God. They would know that they know that they know that you are real and that you are there and that you are literally in that secret place room with them. Lord, give us that hunger to be in the secret place with you all the time, God. That we would just go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you guys uh, were as blessed as I was when God gave me this revelation. Um, it's so good, I think, that when you can listen to other uh, on-fire preachers and be... not saying I'm an on-fire preacher, but like that you can listen to them and 
get the same revelation that God gave them. I think it's so incredible. And above all else, above views, money, um, popularity, above all of that, all I would love and be humbled by is that you guys would be blessed like I was when God gave me that. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, give us a follow on Instagram, uh, Talking Revival, all lowercase. Tell your friends, share the page um, on your story, especially when you upload an episode. That would be incredible. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. I pray for blessings over you and your family, of your situation. Um, I pray that wherever you are, that you would enter into the secret place this week and that God would be there waiting for you with open arms. So thank you guys so much for listening. Listening, listening. I appreciate it so much. Be blessed.